Hey guys, um, this is episode 22 of the Frank and Jules podcast. Um, we do have a very special guest today, uh, Patty, Patty Brewer here. She's a plant-based chef. Um, honestly, she's, if, if you've gone to her Instagram or her website, you'll see some great meals. She's probably converted me into potentially maybe going more plant-based. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think personally um, on this podcast, we've tried to have people that are, um, you know, in different spaces, wealth, health, wealth and health, wealth and health, um, like, yeah. wealth and wellness. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and Patty was just someone that, you know, I've known for, for quite a bit and just kind of wanted to, we just reconnected and just, you know, want to have her on and just kind of discuss her journey, especially how she's gone to this point. Uh, and yeah, and take it over. We'll just say, so Patty, um, how did you, how did you get started into the, your wealth and wellness journey? Listen, if you want to speak wealth into this, I will take it. Um, and for, Health and wealth. No, but listen, wealth, it, it, it's a new moon. Let's kind of like manifest that. There you um, go. I started cooking probably like, I don't know, 20 years ago now. Okay. Um, but I would say I've been back and forth vegetarian my whole life. I never really digested meat very well. And there was just always something very chewy about it for me. Okay. Um, and so I guess about 10 years ago, I started focusing solely on vegetarian and then pescatarian. And then I'd say five years ago, I started really getting into the whole vegan lifestyle, um, which is honestly, you have to completely teach yourself how to cook uh, all over again, because everything that you knew is you have to go about it a different way. Um, but it's been so fun. That is, yeah, that, that's quite amazing. I think so the journey from like going from like pescatarian i know people say like fish like they'll say it's like not regular meat or whatever it is but what was it for you that you're like well i need to kind of not eat, eat that as well or a lot less of that basically so the pescatarian thing was really hard for me i i grew up by the shore and my first job was at a fishing boat so like catching uh, local fish and you know see the table was like my thing. And um, I thought I would never be able to give it up. And then I guess the more research I started to do, um, I guess I should probably preface with the whole fact that I got into veganism because everybody has a very different reason. And the reason I kind of went this direction was um, I feel responsible for what I do and how that affects other people. And so if you eat meat or you eat meat, it doesn't bother me. That That's your decision, that's your journey. But for me, I started to look around and see, okay, well, it's not just like going fishing. Like it's going fishing and then this is polluting this and that person's being exploited and that area is being exploited. And I, it just became very heavy for me. So it was kind of like, I, I wasn't enjoying the fish because it, it felt, um, it felt bigger than what I was eating. And so, um, that was kind of, it became easier. I would say I went 
I, I gave up fish completely because I was eating it like once a month until a couple of months ago. I saw Seaspiracy and then I, that was it for me. I was like, okay, I don't even need to partake because I was like, oh, well, if it doesn't have a face, if it's like scallops, it's fine. And it was like, no, I can't even do that. Yeah. I think when we, we talked earlier, um, just to kind of like connect um, and we brought, I, we brought up the, the sea seaspiracy concept and like how like you know i think it's what's it called by fishing is that what it was called where you know they're like they're trying to catch a select certain fish and then they're collecting other fishes and then killing them and throwing back throwing them back into the ocean so i think you know after watching that it, it really that was more of a wake-up call because i think i thought personally as well like oh well i'm not gonna eat i'll eat less chicken and less um beef but and, you know i'll eat more fish but you realize like that ecosystem it, it, it's it's very integral to like you know our planet so i think i i i'm definitely more aware it just sucks because i'm caribbean so like I, I even just had fish today unfortunately my brother came here from charlotte and we're just like making- don't feel bad <laughs> i'm never here to make people feel bad about what they eat it's more so to just to show a different way that's true that is very true i mean frank you're you're a big italian so i think it's this is uh <laughs> this mm. is something for you that I, I don't know if you could ever be uh I, or maybe you could i don't know i've tried i did a vegan challenge um about four or five years ago and i just tried to go i just tried to do it for like a week because i just was like let me just try this i, don't, my, I have a couple of friends who are vegetarian so and we were just talking one day and i was like you know what i'm gonna think i'm just gonna go a step further i'm gonna do i'm not even gonna do what you guys do i'm gonna just go one more extreme so i decided mm-hmm. to do that but um i thought it maybe I felt good. Like I felt really good actually. Um, I, it, it was probably hard for me to get the proper meals that I should have had. Like I ended up just like the first day, I think it was like Chipotle, but it was like, no, it was like the, the peppers and onion, like whatever the burrito is that you can, whatever you can put in there to make it a burrito without the meat I did. And it was like, uh, it, it, I was like, ah, this isn't that good. <laughs> but like, but obviously there's more, there's a lot more like broader, like meals out there. I just didn't, I didn't do it like a thing where I was cooking. I just ended up going out and like either ordering takeout from a place and just like getting something that was vegan. Like I remember getting Chinese food one night and I was like, oh, they have like vegan general chow's chicken. I was like, that sounds interesting. <laughs> like I'll get that. Yeah. And it was just like, obviously I guess I, I, I don't know if Patty, you know about that, but I guess it's like maybe is it flour and is the substitute for the for like the texture of the chicken? I have no idea, but it, it tasted pretty good. I was like, this is pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. So um Asian cuisine, Mediterranean cuisine, they're really good at that. You probably were having something with soy and um vital wheat gluten. So vital wheat gluten, when you add that in, it adds this, this texture of like chicken or um and a lot of plant-based chefs use that. I'm I'm not a fan of it. Um, I don't know why. I just never really got into the whole texture of it. Um, but yeah, they do. They most of the like chewy or like chickeny or steaky type things comes from like a seitan, which is um, you know the vital wheat gluten. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay, nice. Yeah, and what uh, you said about, you know, going vegan, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no. Oh, no, yeah. When you said about going to like Chipotle or whatever, I think that's everyone's biggest issue. And I don't think it's just with eating plant-based. I think most people don't like to cook. I think most people don't have time, um, especially in this country. Like we're always running from one thing to the next and, you know, take the pandemic out, which was, you know, we're already kind of like having uh, amnesia over that. But um, 
in general, I think that it's hard for people to nourish themselves and make healthy decisions. So when you add a layer on that, which is less accessible and a little bit more intentional, it gets a little bit dicey, but they do have still fritos at um, Chipotle, which is a vegan substitute, which is delicious. Okay. I did have, actually, you know what I did have, that actually is good. I've had that. I've actually been there just outside of doing that challenge. Like I would get it just but I, I would just get that instead of chicken. I was like, this actually tastes pretty good. So like, I, I'm like open to eating um, pretty much anything. And like, if it's healthier or if it like makes you feel better then I'm all for it. Uh, I, I probably never could permanently change to a uh, vegan because, because of liking like obviously like burgers and like the chicken or whatever, like the normal, like a couple like uh, things like that. Like, um, and even fish too. Like if I, if I, if, if I had to go that far of a switch, I guess, pescatarian would probably be the farthest i could even make it um because i do like seafood but um yeah no i see like there's a lot of value for sure like in eating that way especially like what you said for you personally it's like it wasn't um all about like i guess maybe like a cause or so it was more like you just like digestion wise or whatever just feeling good it felt like that was like what you wanted to do well it was like again it was like feeling accountable for um what I was doing. I think it was at a time in my life where I, I was trying to be more intentional in, in all aspects, like, you know, mental health wise, emotionally, spiritually, like, what am I actually putting in my body? And all of these things correlate. So like how you feel physically is, you know, we don't put, you don't put regular or diesel fuel in a premium car. Um, we're a premium cars and we're not putting the proper fuel in our systems. And we have cancer. We have you know, all these heart defects and they're all directly correlated to what we're putting in our body. And that's not just food. That food is the physical form that we can, we can, it's tangible and we can say, okay, this is where I can start making those decisions. But once you start making those decisions around that, it makes you really care about yourself a little bit more and, and like love yourself a little bit more. And then other areas of your life do start to expand as well. So you start not to feel so foggy. Like I, I didn't feel foggy anymore. I didn't feel, um, I felt like I wanted to work out. Like I, I had extra energy and I wanted to work out and I didn't feel like full or like heavy after I ate things anymore. And so I think if you're feeling depressed and you eat a certain way, it's like you're down and then you double down on it. But if you're depressed and then you eat like an apple and some almond butter, you're not like, it's on a double negative. So you might like get a little bit of energy. Whereas if you eat sugar and car and like pizza and stuff, it brings you down a notch. So it's kind of trying to marry all of the aspects of what makes us as humans through putting the proper fuel and everything else kind of runs better. That is very true. Um, I think I would want to bring this back to a thing, a conversation we've had actually earlier about, um, like lower income communities where I feel like a lot of the foods there, like a lot of the saturated fat foods, you know, fast food chains are more prevalent there. A lot of liquor stores for, for like corner versus, you know, when you're going to a town like Montclair or Caldwell, like you see a lot more healthy things, a lot more vegan um, substitutes. And I think you brought up a good point of like, you know, you were trying to do things to change that with, with some of the meals when you started your company, we'll get into that later, a little bit later, but like a lot of your, like you, you, you know, for every, person like you for everything that you make you also make you know for you know people in those communities to kind of show them that there's other options essentially healthier options 
Yeah. So it's like, once you start one place, it keeps expanding. Right. And, um, in, in my job, I focus on the healthcare market. And so I've done that in a lot of different capacities over the last 12 years. And I've noticed the healthcare disparities from city to city, town to town, zip code to zip code on what's available, what doctors are available, what services are available. And as I saw that, cause that like you focus on what, you know, you, you zero in on what you're focused on. As I was changing my diet and I was in some of these areas, I was like, I don't want um, fried chicken. I don't want Popeye. Like, I don't want, there's a liquor store on every other corner. And, and I think it's designed that way. I do. And I think because the town has to allow for zoning. And so, whereas that wouldn't be allowed in one zip code, it is in another. And you start to think like, well, well why are there so many of these types of restaurants? And why is like, how come there's no farmer's markets? And, and how come there's no real access to real vegetables? It's all processed juices. It's, um, and, and it's a huge problem. And I, so when I, I started doing these pop-ups uh, just this year, and I've been cooking for people and it was just like a gift that I gave away. And then it kind of was getting to the point where I had to start selling it. And I was like, okay, every time I do a pop-up, I'll also donate as many meals as I sell and then I'll make that many and deliver them to the homeless and just know that they all have a little bit of nourishment that's real food. It's not, here's my scraps, it's not here. It's something that was like made with the intention of making them feel better. And so I started doing that. And it's not just the homeless, right? It's, it's like, you know, a, a huge initiative for me in one of my goals is to be able to have a food truck that can go into these areas for the kids. Because some of the adults, you're not going to be able to get through to them. They're stuck in their ways. But for kids, they need to be able to see different options. They need to know that, you know, a dollar at McDonald's, which might be their only meal for the day. So I'm not like faulting anyone for this. It's just what's available. And so, you know, if I could say, here's a, a dollar um, chickpea parm sandwich, and it tastes really good and it's good for you, as opposed to this or, you know, a fruit juice that's made of actual fruit that I just juiced for you. Um, it's, it's putting something cleaner into their system so that they're not foggy and, and they can feel like they have real energy. I mean, it's poison. So if you don't mind, can you, can you kind of go into the economics of it a little bit? Like it's clearly you didn't start off, you didn't start this journey off to try to like make a profit, but then you realize for it to be sustainable, you, you, you would have to kind of charge a certain set of people in order to like help others. Right. So with that narrative, why can't I, I think like um, larger companies with a bigger budget, you know, do the pretty much the same thing essentially? So they can, but we have to now look at, at capitalism as a whole, correct? So um, it's more expensive the way that we make food now with all of the chemicals you have to buy, you the factory farming, what you have to do to sustain that. I think I read the other day that there's 67 billion farm animals that are fed every day, but there's less humans on earth and we can't find a way to feed them. So it's like, when you start looking at all of these different statistics and things, it's like, okay, I can't tell you what the economics is because I don't think we have a clear picture. Uh, I just know that there are different people that have set up some, um, you know, uh, partnerships over the years and they make it work and it works for them to shift that 
now means that those entire structures and systems would be basically dismantled. And now you're going to have, you're giving um, power back to your local farmer. Yeah. So you're taking big corporation down. So I, I can't speak to that. I can say that eating the way that I eat is not cheap. Um, I've found ways to make it cheap, to make a profit was never my intention in this journey. It really is like, I feel responsible to positively impact as many people that I can in my life from now until I, the day I die. Like if I can make you feel better and if I can do something good for you and it makes you feel, so that has been my goal. And I've been, you know, fortunate enough to, you know, have a, a good career that can help balance that. The reason I started selling for a profit was to balance it out a little bit. Um, you know, a can of chickpeas is 99 cents. I can make, I make these chickpea cutlets. It's a recipe that I developed over the pandemic and it makes six cutlets per order. And it's 99 cents chickpeas, a cup of flour, which think of a thing of flour, right? I use unbleached and onions and spices. It's not that expensive. So I have found ways, but then there's things that I really enjoy, right? Like I love, you know, my organic, uh, asparagus and I love this mayo that's six ninety nine. like it's ridiculous but I don't yeah. have kids so it's okay like you know <laughs> we make our concessions where, where we do so yeah. um, I kind of took that and went all over the place with it but I can't really answer the larger structure because it won't make sense to them because there's too many partnerships in place between pharma I mean I think the biggest customer of pharmaceuticals is the factory farming industry so yeah. There's things that aren't going to fall apart based on what's good for people. And that's always been the case. I mean, it's yeah. just what it is. I, I, that's very true. And I think it's, it kind of goes back like the, the, the healthcare space where, you know, they, a lot, so hospitals, you know, they were fining um, like the, I think the government fines hospitals. I think it's like through the a, ACA, I believe it is. They find them for revisitive patients. If you, if you leave the hospital and you come back, it's like they'll charge a hospital penalties depending on how many people do that over the time. What they realize is um, health, hence why you're seeing a lot of um, like telehealth um, kind of like Medicare where like you get like a doctor visit over the phone or, or on a laptop or whatever it is. So like it's preventative and that kind of helps people you know, manage their own healthcare and like not have to essentially have go to the hospital when there's an actual issue. Right. So for things of, um, the nation says, well, we want people to, we, we, we see that there's a, a cost to this. And it seems like the only time like they've thought about the, the, the health of the American people is the fact that now it's costing the American people so much money, but it, it could have been avoided if there's more to your point, like accessible foods that were cheaper, that were actually good quality and not things that were, you know, going to impact people with high blood pressure and diabetes and things of that nature. I actually got a scare the other day thinking I had like, um, type one diabetes and I got checked out by my aunt and I was completely fine, but it runs in, in my family. So, you know, I've always been somewhat healthy, you know, go to the gym and stuff, but I, I do now try to like watch what I eat more and more. I try not to eat um, one. I really don't drink water. I don't really drink a lot of sugary drinks. I try to, you know, eat things that I, you know, that make that is made from my home. Um, I, if I do go out, I mean, it, I love sushi. That's probably the one thing I, I probably can never give up on sushi. But I, I think it's, I don't know, this climate, it, it seems like the only way for change is if 
it somehow is going to impact the entire country, just like how COVID did. And they realize um, not everyone can afford, you know, to pay for a shot or do this, right? So what do we do? We have to make it accessible for everyone. Clearly, we found the money to make it accessible for anyone if you wanted to, to get a vaccine or to get tested. So I think in this country, we have the resources and we have what is necessary to make um, you know, foods in these communities, especially for schools, to your point, in high schools or middle schools for these kids with better access to better lunches, more affordable or, and just at a better, you know, better quality, which is, I think we just don't, we, we're choosing not to because to your point, the big corporations have, you know, um, all these deals with Coca-Cola and, and vice versa. So I want to go back to one thing that you said about it runs in your family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I necessarily believe that anymore. I think we might pre- be predisposed to certain things, but if you look what you eat and your diet, and then you look at your family's diet, right? Cause food is passed down through generations, how you eat. I mean, if we're conditioned and in, in thought process and everything, so uh, that's like a, something I'm, I'm doing a lot of research on right now and, um, and trying to understand what, what really is genetics in what we're predisposed to. Because yeah. your body might not be made to break down the foods that you're putting in it. And so it's more difficult for it to process. So it really, I, I think that's something that I would take a look at and just say, like I, like I said, Eating a plant-based diet isn't going to work for any everyone. It's just not. We're, we all have such unique systems. It, it works for me, and it works for me, you know, wonderfully. But there's some people that it won't work for. But I just kind of wanted to take a step back to that and just say, like, I think we need to take more responsibility and accountability for our health. And rather than, I think so many people, and this isn't like a dig towards you, but this is so many people, because I've worked in healthcare. My mom's been sick my entire life. And I've always been, you have this, you have that. And healthcare is so reactive. It's all symptom-based. Oh, you're predisposed to this, so I'm going to treat this symptom. We never go to the root, ever. We never take a step back and say, what do you eat? What are your activities? What, like, what are your stress levels? Um, I, I've been reading this book about um, you know, storing emotions in the body and how that turns into cancers and heart and diff- we store different emotions in different parts of our bodies and functions and how that can do. And you guys might think I'm crazy, but no, this no, is that where I'm at. <laughs> and um, it, it, we're, our bodies are these energy force fields, right? And so it's, it really comes down to is like, you might have type one diabetes, right? Or like you thought you were going to have that. Maybe you were holding stress in a certain area of your body that was making it, it like go a certain way. And maybe when you were eating something with that, it triggered it. Or maybe like alcohol, if you were drinking, um, a lot of people over the pandemic were drinking a lot. I didn't really drink at all. And I, I could see the differences in people's skin in their, um, how they walk, how they're sluggish the energy. So there's just so many different factors. And it's really yeah. being honest with yourself at the end of the day and looking at yourself and being like, what am I actually doing? What makes sense? And what, what can I do to be more accountable to the life I want to live? No, I, I, I actually 100% agree with that. I think, and to be, and to be fair, like coming from like, so my family, I'm first generation American and my family there, like the foods we, I mean, it's not like what it is here, but we do eat a lot of 
like fatty rich foods for the most part as a culture so i mean that is a point and we do drink a lot as a culture um my family per se doesn't drink a lot but i do find like over over the pandemic i was drinking a lot more wine and it's like just buying alcohol because it was cheaper and i was like oh i'll just make it myself and i'll just over consume so i think i would just equate like oh i go to the gym i work out four times a week i'm fine but you know i wasn't getting enough sleep i wasn't you know eating properly constantly and to your point actually there was a weekend where i was drinking quite a bit and i think that the following weekend leading after that i, I like my body was just not reacted the same so i actually haven't drank in about two three weeks and like i felt like back to my old self like amazing so i to your point yeah I'm, I'm glad you called me on that but that that's i actually do agree with that yeah i mean alcohol is poison believe me i had a lot of fun nights but um <laughs> you get to the point where you get in your late 30s and you're like oh, this isn't feeling so good at, at all anymore <laughs> yeah that is true yeah. No, I felt it. Uh, I felt it yesterday for sure. <laughs> the drag on Saturday, <laughs> night, and I woke up. And I'm just like at this Mother's Day, Mother's Day get together. I'm just like, oh man, like this yeah. is uh, too much of a headache right now for me to be at this party with. And I'm just like, oh god. Mm-hmm. You can't get out of Mother's Day. And you can't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah. That, like I think, and speaking to your points about uh, like just going out of something or habits of family eating, whatever. It's funny. Like my dad's always been a big proponent of like eat healthy and everything. Um, he's the person who's mainly been, uh, been like that in my family. He's like, Oh, frankly, make sure you eat your salad all the time. And always like joking around. And he's like, he's like, eat that banana. Like even now it's like, he'll be like, yo, like <laughs> I, I bought bananas and you're <laughs> like, they're going bad. What are you doing? Um, but the, my problem is, and I know I have bad eating habits, like for sure. Uh, I think my biggest thing is, and what I would probably, what, what, what I probably should do to change it as well is to like eat something, eat like some of those healthy things, like fruits, I have no problem. Like they taste good and everything like that. But like when it's just straight up broccoli or something straight up, I'm just like, I hate that. Like I just need, you know, I need like, but if I, if I had a good recipe, then I would do it. You know what I'm saying? And I need to get to that point where i start just looking up something i need to start cooking like i'm not like you said before i'm a person who's been like so impatient that i don't even i really barely cook i like i've been doing i've been trying to do like hello fresh a little bit where they send you the ingredients and they send you the instructions and then you kind of and you get into that so like a stepping stone to get into cooking but i definitely need to do more of that because then like i, I can i already know because i already know i have a problem <laughs> i joke around with julius all the time I'm like yo like I've been on like that fringe for like five years where I'm like, Hey, like I could get in shape this summer. Like I have that thought. I'm like, I know I should change. And then I, I don't change. And the thing, it just continues like that. And like, I do have healthy meals once in a while, but it's not as consistent as it should be. And, and especially like for what you're supposed to have, it's definitely not on track, but I got I know what I have to change for sure. <laughs> yeah. And you just have to get to the point where you, like you feel like you have to do it. I, I ha- like I'm 37 and it probably took me, like I said, up until like four years ago to really get into a strong workout routine. And um, like food wise, I was always pretty okay after like from like mid twenties on, but it, I mean, it has to click and it just, it has to click completely for you. Like there's a, like I said, there's a lot of different facets that come into it. I mean, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, like 
everything collided for me. I was not in a good place. And um, I, I knew something needed to change and I kind of hit the point where it was like, everything needs to change. Um, and that was kind of my moment. But I, I hope that everybody has that moment where they realize that they get so shaken up that they're like, I have to shift gears here because our bodies are so intelligent and they know when we're not going in the right direction. They give us so many warning signs. They give you so many, like, you know, it's like your car dash, like the light indicator, like, oh, check engine or do this. Like we get so many indicators of it's time to shift. It's time to change something. And I just hope that everybody, like my wish is that everybody has that aha moment and is like, oh my gosh, like this is all correlated. Like, I don't feel good. I don't eat well. I'm depressed. Um, you know, I'm not dealing with this in my life. Like it's kind of like to get that moment where you can kind of pull it all together and really own your life. It's mm -hmm. a good feeling. So would you say now that, you know, this stage in your life where it's like, you've kind of gotten like the, the healthy habit in terms of like your food, your wellness in terms of like your mind. Cause I think you mentioned like you do your, you meditate and, and, and you have like your mantras and things like that. Like, do you think like you've, you're putting everything together, you know, more now than you, you were in your twenties. Like at this stage in your life, you're like, uh, you, you, you have a better grasp of, of who you are as a person. Oh my gosh. I feel, I feel like I'm walking more into myself every day. Like, um, you set boundaries of like, I'm not going to do this. It, it really is like just in small intentional steps. And um, I feel like I'm more me every time I wake up and every time I say no to someone or every time I say yes to something and you just, you start to think like, I've been there before. I don't want to feel like that again. Or, um, and that's another, those are like emotional indicators or um, it's yes, a hundred percent yes. Um, and then also, I don't want to get too far away, but I do want to talk to Frank about broccoli. I have a really yeah. easy broccoli recipe. <laughs> nice. Yeah. If you just want to saute in some olive oil, salt and pepper and nutritional yeast, it tastes like cheddar and it's so good for you. It has B12 and folic acid in it. And just nice. sprinkle that. It's like cheesy broccoli. It's delicious. You can put it over rice, quinoa, um, but it's super easy. So don't this broccoli it's, it's this is my way to eat it all the time yeah and nobody wants to just like steam broccoli and eat it i mean i would but i i, I don't i mm. can i would i don't like i want flavor i want spices like i'm not like my stuff has to taste like something yeah no i'll definitely take that recipe from you because yeah that, that, that's i think my biggest thing was also how it was uh i guess how it was served, I guess, throughout my, my years with my family or just how it was presented. I always was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna eat this, like the fun food for like the chicken or whatever it's on the plate. He's like, Oh, we got to like, and I think me and my sisters had that issue too. My one sister for sure. She'd be like, she'd be like the person that'd be like, ah, like covering the salad with a little bit of a napkin, pretending like it's gone. Like, ah, like <laughs> and dad's like, wait, you didn't eat, you should eat the salad stuff. What are you doing? Um, so yeah, but like, yeah, to make it, but if it was, yeah, if it's, it's a tasty, uh, if it's prepared in a way like that, then like that, that's where I need to definitely move to and just get that going. Cause I've been saying, I mean, that's definitely that, that's what, that's what would help because I feel like most of the time I'd, it's, I'd either just have like a bowl of like whatever it'd be prepared, like carrots, like uh, cauliflower, broccoli, 
maybe you throw some dressing on it but either way i was just like this still doesn't t- like it needs to be if it's cooked like you know cooked that's probably the way to go like you just said this is something like a little bit like a different it's a different texture for sure if it's like cooked and uh like raw broccoli that's that's where i struggle it's hard it's hard to eat that yeah, <laughs> Wait, raw broccoli. yeah i mean that's what we were <laughs> is, that what you're, is that what you grew up on is raw we, broccoli. a lot yeah i just was like this is yeah we rarely would have that cooked broccoli i don't know why they did it but <laughs> like that it's better that's for what, you what it's better for you it's more fibrous and that was the point especially if you know your family's italian there's a lot of broccoli salad recipes and um so i get it and you also have to remember our parents were war babies i mean they that was when all of this really processed food was really pushed on them. I mean, it was a result of World War One and Two, and getting food to the troops, and there were shortages, so everything was canned. I mean, we're trying to get away from all of that now. It's yeah. you know, who wants to eat food that's been sitting on shelves for months? I mean, how can that be good for your body? So our parents had a completely different way of understanding. I mean, we're fortunate that we can make these decisions, but I think it's also getting back to what does this earth actually do, like. Is everything supposed to be made in a factory? No, like, let's get back to like, so I, I'm i not uh, insulting your family at all, but I, this oh, yeah. same thing with mine, <laughs> you know, everything was like a casserole. Um, everything came from a Campbell's can or was something like that. And um, I can't even imagine doing that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking, yeah, it actually reminds me, like, what's your opinion on, uh, this is a little bit off topic, but when you said that, like the earth, like, like I, I, there's like a diet that people do. It's like, um, it's like the paleo or something like that. Paleo oh, like diet. the hunters and gatherers. Yeah. yeah. What is, do you, my I sister don't know. did it. Yeah. My sister did it. She, my sister has four kids and she did it and she looked great. She did really well on it. Um, it's, it's a lot of meat, um, and then uh, berries and nuts and, um, and she, it worked, it worked well for her. She liked it. Oh, okay. I don't have a personal experience, but I do, I do understand that. And I don't, I'm a big proponent of the Mediterranean diet, lean meat, fish. And so I don't do that aspect of it, but Mediterranean diet, everything else, they're really big on plant-based. I mean, anywhere you go in the, in like you know, Italy, Greece, like it's, it's falafels, it's, um, eggplant, it's, um, lentils and you go to Morocco, like anything in that area. So, um, I think that is kind of our best guide and it makes sense. Cause it's like the birthplace of like, when people stopped wandering, like they actually stopped on like fertile soil, right. Cause they could grow things. Okay. Do you think that some diets, so like paleo or like even like Whole30, like some diets are, are meant for like um, like a certain period of time, like it's not meant to be sustained, like paleo is uh, not like Whole30 is something where like you do it for like a month because it's so extreme, mm-hmm. right? And then you kind of ease your way back into your normal diet and you kind of, and you'll do that again as like a cleanse maybe months from now. Do you, do you believe some diets are just designed for you to kind of, you know, cleanse your body essentially and not? be like a whole thing where you do every single day? I, I just don't believe, I don't subscribe to diets. I don't, I think it, it, it makes people think there's a start and a finish. Like everyone's like, oh, it's a lifestyle change, but it is like, 
it really is. So if you're just like, okay, the whole 30, I think that's great. You do it for a month. If you're trying to find out if you're allergic to something or what happens to your body, but like everybody's like, oh, I'm gluten-free. Like 1% of the population actually has some, I'm dropping things here. Can you hear me still? Oh yeah. Um, like 1% of the population has celiac disease. Like all this gluten-free stuff is, is literally like, I think people are allergic to the pesticide that they're putting on wheat. It's, it's like, so I understand when people are trying to eliminate things um, or to, to find out if they have food allergies, but I really think it starts with like, I'm going to replace one meal a day with something healthy, like small steps, because as humans, our brains can't take big shifts. And if they do, like, even if you do it for a month, you're going to go back to your habits. Like, it's just the human condition, unless you're to get to where I am now in how I eat and what I eat, it has taken me so long um, to, to get a rhythm. Like we're all on these algorithms. Like you have to find, you have to find what works, what doesn't work. Like it really, that's why like I'll keep saying, but it's like intentional eating or in, like intentional activities. Okay. Yeah. I think that, that, that's a good way to put it. Like even my brother, he's on a diet or well, he, not to use the word diet, but he, he's like, he's like, he's, he calls himself a flexitarian. So he, <laughs> he flexes between what he needs to eat. So there'd be a week where he doesn't eat meat at all and he'll just eat vegetables and whatever. And then like, he, he tries not to eat a lot of meat. So he's really trying to like find balance between like, you know, a lot of different things. And he's felt a lot healthier and his, his, his body's felt good for that. So I guess that's, that substantive eating is working for him essentially, which has been pretty good. So. And that's why I would never say, you know, people get uncomfortable when they're out with me and they order meat and I'm like, you're not a, you're not affecting me i mean that's you're responsible for your body and your if that works for you it doesn't bother me i i really i love animals you know i did this i couldn't do it but it's i'm not gonna you know shame anybody that's not my place and i also want to preface with like you know i have strong opinions on like you know celiac or whatever and that is it just it it's opinions right like it's um based on how, what I kind of subscribe to. So I, I never want to insult someone by the decisions that they make for themselves at that time. Cause I've made a lot of decisions throughout my life that worked for me at a time that I would never make now. That's fair. That's very fair. So in terms of the goal of, um, of, your, of not just like your lifestyle, but like where you want to see like potentially like your company go, like, where would you want to see that brand kind of be? And what, what, what's the ultimate goal for it to be? Like, do you want to be in every food store? Do you want to be like, like, what what's the goal for yourself? And timeline wise, like, do you have like in your mind, like project that it's going to be, I'm going to be here in, in five years. This is where my company's going to be. And this is, I'm going to be doing this. There's nothing else. It's like, this is it. Like, um, I'm kind of just going with this. Like I said, like when we first started talking is my goal in life is to positively impact as many people as possible. And I don't know if that means, um, so my, my dream is to open up a holistic wellness center okay. where someone can come and heal. And whether that's through food or if it's through a therapist or if it's taking a hot yoga or Pilates class or sitting in a salt cavern, like, I would love to have a destination where people can just come and heal. And I think that our healing is 
going to benefit all of us. And I think it's all tied to a lot of trauma, ancestral trauma, conditioning. And I think that food has been the band-aid for a lot of that. So once you take that out and replace it with something, it kind of opens up. So I guess that's my goal. I never want to be in every, I don't want like a, a brand that yeah. I have in a grocery store. I don't want to be commercialized like that. I want people, I want people to feel good. I don't want people to be coming from a hurt place all the time or be sad. Like anybody that I know, I'm like, come over, I'll cook for you. Like, um, you know, my neighbor's father died a few months ago and I was like, oh, I'll make you like a, a heart chakra um, milk to like heal your, like, and it's just little things like that. And and you see people's thought, mind change. And I don't know if it's the food, but it's the act, it's the nourishment. It's the, um, I gave you something that's gonna like make you feel good, but it's also gonna work with the processes in your body. And the heart chakra milk is really just rose powder and oat milk, but the rose powder, it, it's good for your blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to kind of preface that, I mean, I put different words on things, but um, I just, I want to, as many touch as many lives as I can in a positive way. Like I want people to feel better because they've known me. Gotcha. No, I think, and no, I think you, you are doing a good job. I mean, you've been posting a lot more on your social media, um, especially, you know, wrapping up, you know, just kind of everything you're doing. And I think, can you give the people like when's going to be like their next pop-up or when's the next thing? Yeah, so um, I don't have my next pop-up schedule, but I did just roll out a catering portion of, um, so I started um, my business outside of, so I have Happy Healthy PB, which is like my food blog, and Mm -hmm. that is my website. I'm going to be transitioning that, and I started the name of my um, business is The Family Tree, and it's based off of healing from your roots, so I'm basically taking things that people grew up with those meals and veganizing them so that they can still have that comfort, but it also heals their body. So, um, I started doing, I opened up some catering. It's been like exploding. I had no idea that this many people were interested or I think just because like so many stars and athletes are going vegan, everybody wants to try it. Um, so I'll probably do, do my next pop up not in this area it'll probably be in south jersey because I'll, I'll be at the shore this summer um but i'll be catering and um i always if anybody reaches out to me you know like a friend of mine her husband has cancer and i've been meal prepping for him for over a month now and um i'm always kind of evaluating case by case what i can take on and what i feel that i can actually contribute um but yeah i have my catering which is by appointment um i think i'm fully booked for june at this point but um, everything's on my Instagram right now. Um, but once I get my website rolled out, um, it's just going to take a little longer, just trying to curate the menus and and what I do. But, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what's going on right now. That is, that's phenomenal. Uh, the only question I did want to ask was when you said the, so the catering, is it going to be, you're doing, it's going to be custom for every person that, that orders through you essentially or? So I have two menus that I posted that is where I'd like to stay. But then of course someone reaches out to me and they're having a kid's party. So I'm like, well, it's kids. I mean, I, if I can make them love vegan food, then that's great. So I did a special menu for them. Um, but like I said, I, 
I'm like, I'm a creative person at heart. So anytime I get the opportunity to like look at something and like say like, oh, what can I create for that? Or, um, you know, what like gets my juices flowing and whatever, then I'll take it like on a case by case scenario. Um, a restaurant just reached out to me and said they want to do like a meatless Monday event. So I'm like, well, we got to do something like special for your restaurant. So I take on a lot more than I probably should, but um, yeah, it's kind of like ever evolving. I don't have one set thing to be like, hey, this was going on. I'd be like, this is what's going on right now. <laughs> okay, no, that makes that makes sense. I mean, so I know you're booked up, but I mean, me and Frank, we, we would definitely love to put an order in. Just let us know, and we'll oh, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely order from the Frank Mills podcast. Listen. You guys can have it on the house. I just need to figure out what would be the best thing for you guys to try because I feel a lot of pressure that you're going to love something vegan and it has to be easy so that you guys can recreate. So let me think about well, it. Well, you did say, so So Frank, just so you know, um, Patty was actually going to make a flatbread on for the last podcast and we're going to have that on. So to be fair, okay. we would love a flatbread and then we'll probably do like a, we'll do a whole like taste test uh, okay. on here. And that'd be kind of yeah. cool. You know. oh, I like that idea. Yeah, flatbread. I mean, I love that flatbread already. So, I mean, if you don't like it, you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. yeah. Listen, I can do, yeah. I'll, I'll, all right. So, we'll do a flatbread. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So, Patty, we want to thank you for gracious with your time and just the positive energy <laughs> and just clearly, like, you know, your goal is to help, you know, human beings just be their, their best self. And, I truly want to thank you because we actually had a conversation prior to this and we got into the weeds about like all these things from some sea spirits and all these things and wealth and health wellness and um, meditation, all these things, which is great. I didn't think we were kind of on the same wavelength there, which has been pretty great. So I do want to thank you. I think that's a, I think a lot of the things that you mentioned, um, human beings, we can fix ourselves without really having to go to a doctor a lot of the times. And a perfect example was I used to have like a lot of like back pains and, and all that stuff. And I started meditating and stretching for the past three years and I'm more flexible now than I was in my early twenties. So I do think there's things that the body can heal itself. We just have to kind of give it to your credit, you know, diesel instead of, or, you know, you know, the best kind of fluids that we need for our bodies and not kind of, you know, skimp on that. So I think that's a great insight to, you know, being our best selves. Agreed. Yeah. Awesome. So we want to thank you for coming on, Patty. We've loved having you on. And um, we're definitely going to have a food test. So Patty's going to create this flatbread for us and we'll definitely have her back on for a quick thing just to do this taste test. And yeah, thank you so much, Patty. We really, really appreciate it. Awesome. Nice to see you both. Thank you, Patty. Thanks, Patty. Thanks for your time. I'll see you. Bye.
Let me tell you how the shit been lately Head is looking down, position at the ground I've been so depressed and I'm angry Staring at myself, pictures on the shelf Years went by and the same me I should get help, but fuck it all well I've been stuck living where the pain be Smoke away the thoughts, trying to race me Demons running through my head all day like I'm AP When the going gets tough, I'm a danger to myself I sit and I pray we Get out this hole, but I'm naive Think I've been scarred from what I seen I'ma get high, let my eyes bleed Only every time I'm going tears from the visine So I don't cry no more and These days are my worst days I don't feel alive no more Hand on my chest, no heartbeat Backstab, dug in my spine like a sharp cleat Thought you my dog like Marley But you did me so wrong and you ain't sorry uh. Medication, cop death from Dwayne Reed Memories photographic And remember all the tragic Playing all the same scenes Sitting in traffic, smoking on a glass tip Taking off like a plane's leave Plenty big dog, I'm a massive, massive Worth anything, nothing came free Nothing never came free Saving all this money, but money can never save me